does everybody know what time it is? It's time to face all your deepest, darkest fears. And Land and I have to inform you, I fucked up the grunt count and we have to rewatch season three. No! It's grunt work. Depths of the sea, back to the block, grunt worky work, funky as the, the, the dock. <laughs> Went solo on that ass, but it's still the same. <laughs> Podcasting is a spot where we serve our listeners with another episode of Grunt Work, the only <laughs> podcast about the TV show Home Improvement that melts in your mouth, not in your hand. Oh, thank God. I hate it when it does that. <laughs> also, I love that you take these rap songs that sound like so hardcore, and then they just get really soft and nice when it becomes about us. <laughs> I am Landon Solano, joined always by my co-host Truman caps that 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 very accurately describes the noises that i make even if even if that sound might be uh other gases escaping and not a not a uh, not a door opening oh truman it is good to see you once again landon it's good to see you and to be seen by you uh yeah man nothing like uh, nothing like things that go bump in the night huh <laughs> yeah so if you can see me i guess my invisibility cloak isn't working no no i uh, sadly it's not you need to get that looked at maybe add more yeah. power to it become really invisible <laughs> Uh, because, uh, with an invisibility cloak, you can be the one making the bumps in the night. Yes. You can be that thing. <laughs> you forgot the and oh, part yeah. of the comedy, uh, I, I'm sorry, motto. I was too busy thinking about how Tim Allen would completely make every Harry Potter movie better. Like, if, if, if Tim the Toolman Taylor was, like, at Hogwarts and all the professors just hated him. <laughs> like, Sna- just Snape standing there like, Tim, what are you doing in my potions lab? Every potion he would make would just blow up in his face. Uh, yeah, exactly that. There would always be, like, magical paramedics coming and carting him away. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Truman. Landon. This is our last episode of the year. Nay, the decade. Oh my god. This is what this is what we're seeing off the decade with. Yes. What do you think our top home improvement episodes of each year of this decade have been? What was our best oh what, what was our best grunt work episode of 2011, do you think? We weren't doing this in 2011. I know, but like just take it like what do you think oh. our best one of 2011 was? Um uh, well, of course I know it's Bubble Bubble Toy and was and, uh, and 2012 Jill's birthday. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Surprisingly, we did season one over the course of two years. We're just we're just assigning our faves. Like, it's like, yeah, we we did all the episodes from late late in the decade, but we're just assigning our faves to different years. We didn't Pretty want much. any year to be devoid of a of a grunt work. Uh, yeah, it's, it's exciting. This is the one we're going out on, and yeah. what a weird episode to end on. Uh, yes, it was. If you can call it an episode, because don't you typically have to have a plot? For there to be a, a sitcom, is, isn't, isn't no, it, it's just come. There's yeah. no situation in that. Yeah, yeah. The situation from Jersey Shore was not in it, <laughs> and and indeed, I think that most sitcom episodes aren't fifty percent montage and then fifty percent like a skit. <laughs> well, yeah, you're right. Uh, let's stop edging our. Uh, listeners, and actually oh. tell them what this episode's about. Let's never stop. I think our listeners like it. That's Do their kink. Uh, step into the TSA security area. I gotta pat you down to see if you're holding a synopsis. Oh, God. I would much rather just have that body scanner that shows all the all the guards my naked body, but whatever. Because that's my kink. Um... <laughs>
When Mark and Randy can't stop fighting, Tim decides to build Randy a new bedroom in the basement as a tool time special. Randy is psyched to get his own bachelor pad downstairs, until his first night down there when he's so freaked out by creepy basement noises that he has to flee to the living room couch with his pillow. Randy is too proud to admit that he's scared to sleep downstairs, until Tim, with a little help from Wilson, realizes what's going on and helps explain to Randy about the weird spooky noises he's hearing. Kudos on the use of the word psych. And the word spooky. <laughs> It's, it's, but that's less 90s. I, I mean, fair, fair. Psych. I mean, I still use the word psyched in a... I mean, well, when psyched I, as in you're excited for something, but not psych. It's not spelled S-I-K-E. Oh, is that how you spelled it? I think I think that's how the cool version was spelled. Oh, with a, I did with not know a, that. Because in the 90s, we didn't have time for silent consonants. <laughs> we also love to insert Zs into things. Oh, God, did we ever, <laughs> yes. Uh, of course, there wasn't really room for a Z in psych, but just having the, uh, <laughs> having the S up there. S is kind of like a Z. It's really, I guess, that naming convention or that spelling convention is really just a, a contrarian thing. Because... Yeah. Usually, adding a Y to something makes it more hip. Yes. But you're taking the Y out and shortening the word into psych with an I. Yeah. Which would typically seem more of a, a square thing to do. It, well, yeah. The, the, Apparently, I grew up in the 50s where I call people squares. <laughs> but you, spe you spell square with a Z in it somehow, which makes you, uh, which makes you a, uh, a, uh, a totally righteous dude. I couldn't think of a dorky way to say cool. <laughs> I just think so cool Totally Righteous Dude uh, definitely fits it. Yeah, just Edie McClurg, you know. Do you want to guess what this title of this of this episode is titled? Allow myself to introduce <laughs> myself. Um, to myself. All Your Basement are Belong to Randy. Ooh. Yeah, they like were it. talking about memes. Uh, Randy After Dark. Okay. I, uh, th <laughs> Not th a Randy I want to meet. That, but. that kind of the beginning of this episode, a little bit of that. Oh God, you uh, remember a lot of that. Uh, and well, <laughs> you saw it. You saw what I'm talking about. Those of you at home watch, trying I to mean, watch it. To decipher the waveforms on this episode to really understand what you just said. Uh, yeah, it's just there was some there was some randiness early on. Oh, uh, that's right. Yes. Yes. And uh, lastly, scared straight parentheses out of the basement. <laughs> this episode did not lend me a lot of good hooks the way the last one did. Uh, true. I. I want to amend your last title from a comma to a colon yeah, so that we can have a franchise of Scared Straight <laughs> movies. And this one just happens to be titled Scared Straight Out of the Basement. <laughs> the next one's going to be Out of Your Skin. Yeah. So so I assume that means that like it's a Scared Straight movie where the kid has been acting up and the parents take him to the basement where prisoners are just waiting to like frighten them. <laughs> Like, like the only thing yes. scarier than the notion of going to a prison and being frightened by the inmates is the is the notion that the inmates have come to you. It's like a it's like Amazon Prime of Scared Straight. Oh yes, exactly. Or the fact that oh shit, my parents have been keeping people captive in the basement all this time. <laughs> the actual title is Room Without a View. Fuck, I was really close to doing Room like some kind of play on Room with a View, but it's like I just can't crack the comedy code for this one i just can't make it work and evidently the home improvement writers uh are smarter than me uh for what it's worth room with a view came out in theaters uh closer to the episode so it was fresher in their minds than it is for you i was also trying to do a play on room for improvement until i realized that they already did that one <laughs> indeed they did this episode aired on 
broadcast television. Sorry, I, I yeah, it just it, you're right shattering it right now. <laughs> I am very uh, well, the real Slim Shady. Please stand up. <laughs> I am on a Star Trek kick right now. What uh, <laughs> aired on November fourteenth, nineteen ninety five. Mm. Written by John Vandergriff. We've talked about him this season already. We have. Uh, and directed by Andy Cadiff. I'm kind of, you know, listen, nothing against Andy Cadiff. I want some new creative juices in here. Yeah. He, he has now directed more episodes than John Pasquin. Oh, shoot. We finally made that changeover. Yeah. Pasquin uh, did a season and a half. Yeah. Cadiff has done uh, everything since, minus two or three episodes. I want to see. I want to see what a David Lynch directed episode of oh Home Improvement looks I like. I don't. I don't. It's, I love David Lynch, but do not mix that with this toxic masculinity tool man persona. This episode would be great if directed by David Lynch. It would just be Rand- the whole episode would just be Randy in the basement trying to sleep with no explanation of how the bedroom got there or why he's down there, and it's all just him hearing weird noises. And we know how much he loves transitions. I mean, mm-hmm. Lynch is the only person who takes the the sort of tool time their Home Improvement transitions and puts them into his movies uh i can just see instead of like when brad was going out for his paper route and you had the sun going across it'd just be the evil face of fucking robert blake yeah yeah <laughs> that's probably what that mask in randy's room is oh my god i'm glad you caught on that because okay. that scared the shit out of me you're not the only one who could see it don't okay, worry good good <laughs> uh how did you feel about this episode how did it touch your heart and point to the dummy where it where it touched, <laughs> where it touched me. Yeah, um, I'm pointing uh, like kind of over the dummy's head because this <laughs> this episode didn't like it went. It kind of like I don't. Uh, it was just I referred to episodes as like a core's light in the past, like they just yeah. go down real easy. But this wasn't even that. It was just like kind of a a glass of room temperature head. water. It was yeah. It was just foam. Really, it was like it was like whipped cream. Yeah. Uh, except there, I don't know. Like I didn't dislike it. There was nothing in it that was actively bad. Tim has a really sweet moment with his son, and there yeah. were a few laughs. And I, it's a JTT heavy episode. And we all know I like JTT. Yeah, it isn't at the same time. It's it, a JTT centric episode. Yeah, but it's not heavy. It's with just, him. It's just like meringue. Like you just like <laughs> it's like lemon meringue well, listen, pie. And meringue is nothing to joke about. Ain't nothing to fuck with. I got uh, not the pie, but I've got the cookies once. Yeah, I don't know if you call them cookies, just meringue, whatever the things are. Yeah. And uh, when I was first introduced to them and I became obsessed and I had a whole thing of them and I was just like, oh, there's nothing wrong with eating a bunch of these all at once because I have no self-control until they were white meringues. And I as I was eating one in the middle of the afternoon and pulled it away from my mouth and go, oh, does this have a uh, uh, flavored center? And realized that I had eaten so many that I had (laughs) made my tongue bleed. (laughs) I wish you could see Truman's face. (laughs) I, I'm certainly, and I have to call in sick to this episode of Grunt Work. That's, wow, okay, I will never joke about meringue again. <laughs> and Jesus. I will never eat meringue again. I, I get, well, hey, you know, it's scared straight. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh, God. Um, what did you think of this episode? <laughs> uh, I'm just going to reiterate your, your feelings. It was funny, but it was just, like, mostly harmless filler. Um, it was going so fast. Well, I mean, we can talk about it in the deep dive, but yeah. like for the first half of it, I had no concept of time because things were moving <laughs> so quickly. Uh, and you know, it's funny cause I have a memory of this episode, but mm-hmm. only of the construction of Randy's room and like no story. And yeah. now I know why. Yeah. There's really not a lot to this boy. <laughs> uh, it's true. So, uh, we're going to get into our deep dive, but not before we thank some patrons. Yeah. I just want to, I just want to like get, get, get out here and just get real oh my for God. a second and just talk about Truman is some stripping people. down. 
I, I'm, he's pulling out the bearskin rug. Yes, exactly. He's lighting I, a fire. I'm Hasselhoffing it, guys. Oh my god, he just popped the champagne. Oh, I, I was wondering what that. <laughs> and that's and that's me drinking it all. Sorry, this is just me getting appropriately liquored up <laughs> to thank some people. So uh, I'm just I'm just out here stretched out, stroking the bearskin. Nope, don't, nope, 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 don't nope, say nope, that. Nope. Also, why are you talking about bearskin rugs? You hate bears. Not when they're dead and their skins I can lay on. You're you're a vegetarian except for one very specific case where you want to see animals killed. Yes, exactly. Uh, John with an H. Hey, John. Oh, wow, you're gonna you're gonna slow jam each of these? Yeah, I am. Right. It's not, it's not a very intricate slow jam. Okay. Anyway, like I was saying, John with an H. Hey. Ooh. John with no H. Hey. Ooh. Tom with two M's. Hey. Uh, Kirsty. Yeah, yeah. Hey. Ooh. And uh, Tara. One more. Wait. Do is some slow. Hey. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> you said we were. You said we were edging them earlier. Now we are truly edging. <laughs> well, what has this show one, turned into? You were the one who started I, talking I, about I edging. Realized. You were the one talking about bearskin. I rugs. didn't even know what edging was until you entered it into my brain. And now you entered it into the podcast. That was told to you in confidence when I was explaining <laughs> about one of my hobbies. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no um also you're the one who brought like bearskin rugs and fires into it i'm i can't i you're can't right. help what we go off you're complaining that i didn't yes and i was properly just feeding off your on. energy man well i'm sorry that my energy is so intensely sexual you knew this about me when we started a podcast <laughs> it's, it's together. why the podcast works <laughs> let's or doesn't <laughs> let's move this uh sexy uh <laughs> scene into the actual episode let's douse it with cold water uh we are thrown into the cold open not cold water, cold open. Yeah. Uh, where Brad and Mark, and by Brad, I mean Randy and Mark. <laughs> Randy, I think it's time for you to put a dollar in the jar. Throw down a Susan B. Anthony, sir. <laughs> I corrected myself, though. Um, are fighting. Yeah. They're they're wrestling. Yeah. They're wrestling on the ground. They're rolling and tumbling. And uh, headlocking. Yeah. Uh, button heads. And, uh, and, uh, meanwhile, the grunt creep is down there. Like Mark, Randy has Mark pinned and the grunt creep is like pounding the, uh, yeah. pounding the floor, like a wrestling referee. Yeah. And, uh, and Randy says, are you going to yell for your mommy? And Mark says, no, dad. <laughs> Tim comes in to break it up. Uh, and I almost missed the rest of this ep- uh, scene because I am terrified of the faceless mask that Randy has sitting on his uh, nook and and I almost missed the rest of the scene too because you were so busy whimpering and like cowering <laughs> over it. It was like the face of the alien in Prometheus, mm, yeah, with yeah. less features. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, a cowl. Yeah, the the fact that they're well, because I think they got into a fight in the middle of like folding their laundry, and so there's like a towel draped over its head, like some <laughs> kind of weird hood. It looked like what you would expect skin to look like after it's been stripped off of somebody's face placed on a mannequin head and left there to uh decompose put the lotion in the basket <laughs> uh so there you know tim comes in and they're in this dispute because uh Bre- or mark left some uh some dirty laundry all over randy's desk yeah and then then this promptly segues into another argument where Randy is looking for a newspaper article that he clipped out to write a history paper about, yes. and he can't find it until Mark finds it as liner for the hamster cage. Point of order. Yes. Where's the episode where we debate them getting a pet hamster? I feel like either this was shown out of order or they just like, they were like, this joke was just going to be too good. And they just decided <laughs> to skip. No, but this is totally a thing that we would discuss if we, yeah, yeah. I, no, the, like the boy, them getting any kind of pet yeah. would have been huge. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, if I were Jill, I would have said, fucking no way. Tim is going to vacuum that 
thing up incidentally. Or he's going to give it like bionic legs. <laughs> God. We've seen what he does with turtles. Oh, I just saying this not trust Tim with any animals. Yes. Yes. But I, you know, but I, the, I guess the, the advantage though is that it's locked inside a cage. Maybe that keeps yeah. Tim away from it. And Randy claims that he's doing homework, uh, but you know who else cuts out clippings of uh, uh, newspapers? Uh, what, serial killers? Are we going with that? <laughs> yep. <Okay. laughs> who, who love to, uh, to, to clip their own Put the lotion in the basket. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I couldn't think of the word I was looking for. Our Buffalo Bill transition is getting better and better. Um, we get a hamster transition. Oh, well, first, yeah. They, they, fill fill, the they, they find the, the the newspaper clipping, which has a big stain on it. Tim, a big stain. It's, it's, like, this, this this is not a hamster. Th- this hamster uh, had, like, a lot of black coffee and <laughs> bran muffins. Uh, either that or Mark just never cleans the cage. Uh, yeah, it, well, actually, I wouldn't put it past that either. Yeah. But, uh, Tim... I don't know, Mark is a responsible boy. I get, he's a, he's, a, he's just, just such a responsible boy. Um, He takes... Tim takes the clipping out and says, Oh, no, come on, guys. It's not that bad. And he then takes this soiled with hamster droppings, newspaper <laughs> clipping, and lays it on Randy's desk. Yeah. <laughs> God, to both of our chagrins are just like, don't set it on things. And also that Randy and Mark were in a huge knockdown drag out fight because because Mark put some dirty laundry on Randy's desk. But then you have <laughs> no trouble with a rag used to blot up uh, hamster piss. Anyway, Tim is saying like, oh, it's not so bad. Look here, uh, you know, uh, Scandal Rock, the Senate today is two ham, as you know, two senators. I said two hamsters. <laughs> Two hamsters took a shit. <laughs> well, now I want to see the show where there's two hamsters running for Senate. Senator Hamster. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, uh, that's the, uh, that's the, that's the, um, alfalfa new deal. That's <laughs> what the green is. Do we get a cameo from Senator Jason? I, yes, hopefully so. He's the, he's the evil racist senator who doesn't want to admit them. <laughs> but then the, the, but then the chief justice of the Supreme Court is like, there's nothing in the constitution that says a hamster can't be a senator. <laughs> So anyway, Tim tries to read the thing. He can't read it. And he goes, oh, man, talk about yellow journalism. Boom. Hamster transitioned to the opening credits. We are wasting no time. <laughs> and I'm just shocked that Tim knows what yellow journalism is. I know. I mean, unless Tim thought that it actually had to do with peeing on journalism. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we go to the theme song where I learn that there is not a lobster claw on the uh, tool shelf behind Tim and L, but it's a saw handle. The more you know. About lobsters. <laughs> and sauce. Yeah. We go to, could you use a handsaw to open a lobster? You could if it's a big enough lobster or if you just want to destroy a normal size. Or small Landon. <laughs> Person tapping their head gift. That's very, that's very insightful. <laughs> we Hi, Vinford. What's the smallest saw you operate? Well, I'm having some people over for, for dinner. And can you, can you rush that? Because they're getting here in 20 minutes. <laughs> we cut to... Tim and Jill's bedroom. Uh, it's 11 p.m. at night, which is apparently the sexiest hour because they turn the lights off and Jill is immediately on Tim. I, I would agree with that statement because uh, any time after 1130, you need to be asleep. I, yeah, so so anything that's going to get you, of course, they, that means, all, all the best sex happens before midnight. That means though that they could, the, the two of them could have gotten started at eleven twenty eight. They'd still be asleep by eleven thirty. According to their, uh... Acor- according to a very well a large body of evidence about about how long it takes. <laughs> Producing all three boys uh, took about six total minutes of sex. Um, but so Jill is Macintoshing all over Tim. Yeah, and uh, like uh, your word better than mine. <laughs> and they are they are just they are about to go to Paradise City when uh when there's a knock at the door from yep. Randy 
And he says, Mom, Dad, I need to talk to you. And Tim goes, talk to my people and we'll meet up on Wednesday. <laughs> that was a great line. Yes. And Rand and Jill invites Randy in and he comes in and, you know, unaware of, of, of what he's interrupted. Or maybe he knows exactly what he's interrupting. He, he's like, there's already enough kids in this house. I can't have any more. There can't be any more. <laughs> I need to intervene. Yeah. Uh, but he starts to explain that Mark is doing that uh, uh, nasally snore thing again. Yeah. And uh, that he just needs his own room. Yeah. And, you know, uh, Jill says, like, oh, well, you know, honey, like, I, I understand. Like, well, why don't we just have a big talk about it tomorrow and, and we'll, you know, see how you feel and figure something out. And yeah. Randy says, you're just you're just thinking I'm going to forget about this, aren't you? And she says, well, it worked when you were younger. <laughs> uh, but he, well, OK, so you and I are both only children. We are uh, aggressively. So with only knowing your own experience. Weigh in on the thought of uh, when a kid deserves his own room i mean because okay now i'm gonna i'm gonna say this quiet because yeah. i have downstairs neighbors yeah okay so i'm gonna whisper this because okay. i don't want them to hear okay but i want you guys sure. i want the entire world to hear but just not your downstairs neighbors turns out they're huge grunt heads they're actually <laughs> our patreon subscribers <laughs> uh there's a long story behind this but i got to, got to like it was a privilege i got to go into their apartment once. yeah i had the privilege of touring their their uh their space <laughs> the 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 culver city parade of home store <laughs> right uh they have a three and a half almost four year old kid mm -hmm. that still sleeps in their bedroom with them yes uh still in a crib yes it's a one-bedroom apartment yes uh to me it seems like and granted this is i'm not a parent i also don't have kids or yeah that's the same thing as not being a parent i don't have yes, siblings Landon, well so done. i didn't grow up with this but to me that seems a little old to still be sharing a room with your parents yes i would agree that seems i mean i mean i had my own room from pretty much the jump i mean yeah. again i'm an only child but also i was not sleeping in their bedroom at all early you know in those early days but having a sibling is a little bit different how yes. long do you think that should go while I, I think about when the kid's getting into double-digit age, like, as soon as it gets so, to so 10 we're, or so. We're a little over. Like, because even Mark, I think, is, like, probably 11 at this point. Yeah, and also, I mean... Maybe even 12. I mean, that's just, that's getting to an age when, I, I mean, we've, this this episode, we've talked about uh, uh, salacious things quite a lot already, but that's the age when boys, you they know... Start exploring things. I mean, they have a men. laptop in their bedroom. They do. Granted, this is 1995. <laughs> <laughs> this is, but they might they might be going to a uh, a creepy dude under a bridge and like buying floppy disks with pornographic images on them and inserting them into Just the one laptop. image per disk. Hey man, that was a lot back then. Uh, I don't know. I was just you know, it's like there there comes there comes a time. When, uh, you know, I, I, when you, when I don't know what's coming out of your mouth right now, but it's very I, weird. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just speaking truth to the fact that I don't think you should have, like, it's bad for both boys if they're in, you know, sharing the same room. Like yeah. I talked to someone recently who, um, uh, who lives in New York city and has, I think three kids and like in, they live in like a two, three bedroom apartment. Like, so there was like his two sons are sharing a bedroom and one of them is like 14 and one of them is 10. And I'm like, yeah, but at the same time, we kind of have to check our privilege because not a lot of people grow up with the, the benefit of being able to have the room to spread out. Sure. Now I'm only speaking in context of the show where they're clearly, I don't want to say affluent, but mm. you know, they're middle-class 
to, to upper middle class, I yeah. would say. I mean, just with the fact that, and also the fact that Tim can expense everything he does to the house, to the show. Yeah, exactly. And the yeah. fact that he's not above building new rooms or, you know, uh, additions to the house. Yeah. Uh, you know, I could see them adding another room. Yeah. To, I mean, hell, my uncle, who certainly wasn't, you know, affluent middle class, uh, built a whole new addition to their house above the garage. So yeah. it's not out of character for the area or the the income class to be able to do this therefore i don't think it's it should be that big of a, a an argument that you know yeah of course brad at the, at randy's age got his own room yeah they did a, a swap yeah i remember that so now that randy's at age it makes sense i think yeah i think it's the, it's the only humane thing to do at some point like <laughs> for their own sanity at the very yeah, least yeah seriously like the, the, if nothing else it's so so tim and jewel can continue to explore some situations yeah. without getting interrupted in the well, middle of the night and see that that would have been an episode yeah rather than so many kind of fast-paced hijinks that didn't really go anywhere Oof. didn't quite they weren't all super funny i mean they weren't unfunny but they were just like there they barely were honestly. yeah exactly they were so fast where you could have like built out a little bit more of the problem the reason for getting this room yes uh i agree with that like it's not really i mean and, th and this is how it, this is where it comes to like randy leaves they go they boot up the old macintosh again and are back at it and then tim goes hey what about the basement and Jill says, I'm too old for that old cement floor, <laughs> which is hilarious. Great but, line. But then Tim moves on to, you know, oh, I can build Randy a bedroom down there, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. And it's clearly, it's not so much like, oh, man, we got to do something to keep the kids from right. yelling, from begging for it. It's more like, the, the, it just seems to be an outgrowth of Tim wanting to build something. Yeah, as and, anything is. Yeah. Uh, and Jill kind of like goes, Oh God, every time you start these things, then, you know, I know how this goes. We're going to have a hole in the wall and two paramedics here. Yeah. Uh, but then she concedes in, yeah. a, in a way that I was not expecting. Yeah. Like she at first voices some, like, it's like that it's, you know, far away, it's cold, it's damp and her little boy is going to be, be so, so far, far away. Her. Yeah. Yeah. But then, uh, then she says, Tim, you might be right which seems to really hurt. Yeah, I and, saw part of her soul die. Uh, yeah, you could, you could see that's well. I mean, and part of her soul has to die anyway for them to have sex. So it's it's <laughs> like it's a double shot that night. Uh, uh, but I mean, also Tim says, and I can do the whole thing as a tool time segment yeah. uh, on remote. And she's like, how come you always have to drag that show into our house? And he says, because I can't drag our house to the show. And then we get a rope transition where it drags the next scene into place. And we are, and now, okay, now guys, buckle the fuck up because the show takes off <laughs> seriously i've never seen such rapid pacing uh of anything on this show before it, it's like i've heard that on on carnival rides to make it seem like you're going faster they'll put lots of things next to you that zip yep. by you super fast and so it felt like this episode is flying because every scene is like four seconds long <laughs> they just give us the illusion of warp speed yes uh it's we start in the basement now i don't uh, hi, so okay uh the first indication that we're on the tool time set. Yes. We're in the Taylor basement, but it's Heidi. Yes. Why is she speaking in such a slow, sultry voice? I don't I'd know. I'd like to welcome everybody to tool time where I'm going to introduce Tim, the tool mm -hmm. man, Taylor. Is it, is it just because she's not working a whole live crowd and like she doesn't have to have that high energy situation? It's I don't know. I mean, if it was her choice, I'm all for it. I mean, it, it worked on me a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I How, need to get my own. Why is this episode so horny? <laughs> what is wrong with us? <laughs> build my own basement uh, just so I could build a room in it. <laughs> Just so I can have some alone time. <laughs> you live on the second floor, though, so you'd have to, like, go past a whole other floor of apartments to get to your basement. I am going to 
start jackhammering in my downstairs neighbor's apartment just to build me a basement below them. So where you can jackhammer for other reasons. Uh... I, yeah, she's, it's definitely, she's like doing the Miles Davis version of the <laughs> Tool Time intro, but it's like, welcome to Tool Time. And uh, Tim and Al come running down the stairs, yeah. framing in that pipe. Clunk. Yep. Think. Uh, Tim, also Tim barely grazes his head on it. Like Tim Allen didn't sell the hit oh, enough no, not on that. Time. No, I agree. Um, but he comes down and uh, they, you know, introduce the concept of like, oh, well, yep. This is a tool show that we do every single week. And now we're... Is that too broad of the concept? I mean, the concept of this specific episode, which <laughs> yeah. is like, hey, we're building an extra room for my kid. Yeah. And then they introduce Randy for some reason, who's there on set. Yeah. And like, walks up to the camera saying, welcome to my room, take your shoes off and don't touch my stuff. <laughs> and then, and he's like, he's selling it. He's got real charisma. And then we cut yeah. back to Tim, who already looks kind of pissed to be upstaged by his kid. <laughs> uh, yeah, this... Let's finish out the scene real quick, and then uh, we'll go into JTT Junction. Oh, yes. Uh, as they're talking about what they're about to do, build this room, uh, then Brad comes down. Yeah. Uh, and he's you know he's in a huff because he's not getting the cool room in the basement. Yeah, he's the oldest. He should have the cool basement room. But yeah, exactly. Uh, and so he and Randy start getting into a fight on camera. Yeah. Uh, and then proceeds, you're going to be better at this than I am. Uh, I'm throwing you under the bus right now. Okay. <laughs> the, the interaction that happens where Brand, uh, Brandy, Brandy. Brandy. Brandy comes hey, out and does an R&B song. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, take us through the interaction. I'm not going to butcher it. Brad and Randy, Brad and Randy start fighting and, and like Brad calls Randy a piece of, and then Tim goes, Randy, or like, yo, Brad. And then Randy starts to call Brad something before he can get to the swear. Tim goes, goes, you know, Randy. And then uh, they they do something to Tim. And then Tim is starting to, Tim is starting to, to get angry at them and is about to do a swear. And then Al goes, Tim. And then <laughs> Al starts talking. But Brad then, chucks a f the football he has in his hand at yeah. Al's head. Yeah, and Al, Al's like, can I just get a little bit of professionalism from you bunch of Al? And <laughs> It's like it's a real honestly I know we were I was just doing the science fiction double feature reference with Brad and Randy's names but it's kind of like that scene in Rocky Horror Picture Show where everybody's yelling out the names of you know, <laughs> you know uh, Rocky etc. Yeah. I can't really piece that one together out of the blue either but Okay, so great reference Truman. Anyway, um it, it's a good, That it, was about as good as I could have done. It was it was a fast-paced bit of wordplay that neither Landon and I can can recreate. Listen, if you want to watch it, go to hulu.com Type in home improvement. See that it's not there anymore. Go to Amazon.com. Spend $160 on the <laughs> home improvement box set. Pull out season five, episode eight. And uh, forward to like, I don't know, maybe uh, seven minutes in. And what was the name of this episode? The name of this episode was Randy for Improvement. <laughs> uh, so anyway, they're yeah. all getting on each other's nerves yep. downstairs. And then we cut the later. Yeah, I don't know what the transition here. I was going so fast that I missed half of them. It's like it's just like it's like chords and like power tools just ah, rushing okay. across the screen, which describes ninety percent of the transitions <laughs> on this show. So what am I saying? Uh, we cut the later um, where Tim and Al are beginning the uh, beginning stages of this project. Yes, there's a gigantic outlet on the wall. Yeah, what is that about? That must be to plug in. I mean, that's for more power. <laughs> that's all I can say. Clearly, uh, maybe. Yeah, is that all? represents is just more power a monument of more power yeah i mean why not right why not I, i'm so i wish i could yes and you i don't know i'm I not even know. looking for a yes and it's just a thing that exists uh tim 
is putting a stud into the ground uh, with a stud gun. Yeah. Is that what they're called? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, tells Marv to get in close with his camera. He puts the thing in, and then when he looks up, he smacks his face on the camera. Cut to the kitchen. And it, yeah. Which is just like, oh, okay, that joke was... <laughs> kind of a season two joke, but yep. whatever. All right. Uh, Jill is sad that Randy is separating. I think it's called individuating Jill. Ooh. Burnt. Why is she cutting the sandwich for the tool time crew? Yeah. Don't, Aren't they? Don't they have catering? You would think. I mean, it's a professional production. There's a whole team down there. Listen, having I've, I've been a production assistant in the past. As have I. And we both know, like, you can pay a, a crew dirt, but if the if the food on set is just the homeowner's wife cutting up a big sandwich, yeah. there's going to be a revolt. They want good food. But even from a production and writing of home improvement standpoint... Why does she have to be fucking with the food? Why can't she be studying? Why can't she be doing something that isn't kitchen work? I, I mean, I think it just has to be. They had. I think they just needed to somehow tie what Jill was doing to the fracas going on downstairs. Yeah, and fracas that shit. And the and the kitchen was. I appreciate you using a Battlestar Galactica square. <laughs> and the kitchen was the set that they had there that was lit. I, I don't didn't know. know. They used the word shit on Battlestar oh, Galactica. They're cra- they're crazy about that. They're they're crazy about it. <laughs> we cut to the basement. I also again forgot what the transition here or didn't catch the transition. What one thing though? Jill just laments Randy's growing up so fast. They're gonna lose him. You know, now he's in the basement. Tomorrow, England. He might be a Rhodes Scholar. Kind of presaging when Randy leaves to go to college in a couple oh, seasons. Spoiler alert! Right. Yes, yeah, big time spoiler alert. How do you know about that? You don't even know. You haven't watched the show. I think you watched the show without me. I, I think just to get all these uh, hot goofers in. That that was exactly it. You just n- pretend taking notes every week. You like would... it? Yeah, I'm taking notes. I really got these golden jokes down. You've never seen. You've never seen. Sorry about that, folks. You've never seen <laughs> what my notes app actually looks like. It's all just jokes about edging and boners. <laughs> Which really could be the new slogan for our podcast. So, back, uh, back to the basement. Yes, where it's now day two. I liked this callback. Uh, they are putting up drywall mm-hmm. and uh, finding the studs and uh, whatnot. Mm-hmm. Tim attempts to kick his uh, yeah. hammer out of his belt the way that Al did in yeah. such a beautiful moment from yes. season two. Yes, uh, and just can't. And it's amazing. And Al kind of gives a knowing look to the camera as <laughs> Tim tries to do this. Like, hey, folks, some of you might remember this bit, and you remember I was better at this. <laughs> Uh, and then, of course, Tim puts the hammer through the drywall, says that, uh, okay, so the last thing we have to do is just a little bit of spackle, and then we're good to go. Uh, like It's like, we're one nail away from finishing this drywall. Smash. We are some spackle and one nail away from finishing this drywall. <laughs> Bam. Transition. Upstairs. Spackle transition. Brad and Randy, like, uh, Randy is sitting at the counter eating Jello. Brad comes in. Did Jello, Big Jello, sponsor this season? This is the second time Randy was eating Jello this season. You know, the, you know. Speaking of stuff that happened in the '90s, did we ever find out who was responsible for murdering Big Jello, my favorite rapper? <laughs> uh, he's eating some. No, I don't know why the Jello is in this episode, but Randy is eating eating this Jello. Brad is walking through. Randy says. Too bad there's not enough room down there for both of us to have a room. And Brad goes, you're so full of it. And Randy goes, yes, I am. Sorry. And you might think, is there more scene here? No, there's not. Transition. We're we get done. a saw transition. To- at, at this point, Landon are clutching the sides of our heads like, what is happening? <laughs> Slow it down, Mr. Worf. Um, we go to the Nerd. basement. Day three. Uh, it's actually Data that does the, the hyperdrives. Or is it LaForge? You think I know this because I've been watching the show. I called you a nerd a second ago, and now you're just, like, doubling down. 
I, I'm getting rejected even by nerds. <laughs> we go to the basement uh, where Tim has put up a shelf by eye, and uh, Al's like, "You can't do that. If you if this is uh, if this is level, this ball that I just happen to have in my pocket won't fall off the shelf." And yeah. he puts it there, and it does not. And and the whole crowd cheers for Tim having finally done his job right. And I'm shocked that we didn't get a. I kind of think we did. He didn't oh, like. Did we? He didn't grunt it, but he. Oh yeah, I guess we did do that because then yeah. Al comes back in. So they walk off frame. The shelf falls. Yeah. And uh, then Al gives a, a snarky version of that. So yeah. Um, I think I need to have my memory checked out. Yeah. I mean, now I will say Tim doesn't. Tim, Tim doesn't grunt it. He just goes. <laughs> it's right. a hmm. It's not a her. Ooh. Now, that does not count. Going hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Because he's kind of grunting under his breath or to himself. It doesn't... Like, okay, do a grunt. No, like an actual grunt. Okay, now do it with your mouth closed. Okay. Look, look, when I hear a grunt, my... Like, I know what I'm hearing. Like, I'll I'll know it when I see it. Well, I, I, I trust you. I'm just saying we haven't seen a grunt with a mouth closed. We don't know what sound it makes. So... Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> yeah, there's that, still that's kind of already, a gravelly. It's, it's way gravelier than yeah. that. Yeah, this is the content people pay for. We go to um, the. We get a next scene sliding into place. It's the kitchen, and Randy is talking on the phone to Michelle. Mm. Uh, she's the new Jenny Sadarsky. Don't Seems you know? Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, about his new room, he's super uh, stoked about it. He's saying, well, "You know what? The best part about it is I'm super far away from my parents." And then, right as he's saying that, Jill comes in and is glaring Hint, at him. It's 11 o'clock is all I'm saying, Michelle. <laughs> That's the hour that my parents bone, so that's the moment we can bone too. Uh, but then Jill comes in and sees him saying this, and he goes, and that's going to be the worst part about it because I'm going to miss them. So <laughs> end of that scene. We get a Sander transition to the basement. The, and the Sander transition is telling us that the millionaires and the billionaires are taking all the basement bedrooms for themselves. Uh, and so day four, they're finally done. Yes. It's the reveal of the room. Yes. And which is really straight out of uh, 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 like Compton. extreme extreme make. Well, <laughs> certainly that. But also straight out of extreme makeover home edition where it's like, move that bus. <laughs> it's more like, open the door for Randy. <laughs> It just is not as catchy. Uh, so Tim, you know, Tim opens the door for Randy to his new bedroom. Yes. And he goes in and Randy just goes, wow, that's amazing. It's a little boy's bunker, a lad's pad. Like he goes on this run of like rhyming words. It's the same kind of bit that Heidi has done yes. in the past. And Tim, just like he did with Heidi, is like, Randy, could we? Yeah. <laughs> he Just no one can do stupid wordplay except Tim. <laughs> Uh, now I have a point of order. Okay, point it out. Why are there so many pieces of furniture shaped like creepy shadow people with hats and cloaks on? You you know, you want to know why Randy's scared down there. It might be that he has a bookshelf <laughs> and a chair that are shaped like the outline of a humanoid figure. Of, of Freddy Krueger in particular. Yeah, coming to murder you. It's really odd. And suspiciously, there's no mask, so uh, I have to imagine that haunted mask is floating around like a disembodied head scaring randy at night it's in the essence of the room i think <laughs> uh yeah but so they they show it out you know everything's made out of cast iron this yeah. it's a captain style bed with storage underneath it which, uh, which is, i mean kind of efficient for space yeah, i liked yeah, yeah. it i've seen ikea hacks like that i know i have actually looked at uh if i wasn't so like 
in a transient state of wanting to move soon. Well, I've been walking lo- under the stick and bindle and, and sleeping on boxcars, etc. <laughs> well, for the last two years, I've been like, I don't know that I'm going to stay in Los Angeles. Uh, and that has kept me from getting a bed frame. And I've seen a bed frame with storage underneath it. And I'm like, I need that. Every bed that I have had, uh, at least for the past six or seven years, has had storage underneath. And it's always a good option. Yeah. I guess this is bed recommendations work, <laughs> but um, but no, but that is that is like the one practical thing. Team team Tim seems to have built. <laughs> team Tim, Team Tim. Uh, I'm, I'm not Team Tim. He goes around showing some other features. Uh, Al has installed a, uh, a double wide sliding door. Yeah, amazing to me that that doesn't turn into a joke about Al's mother. Like I was Agreed. really ready for like ah just like he has to install in his house so his mom can come in. <laughs> now, uh, before we get into the main feature of this uh, this room, let's just I want to step back for a second, okay, and talk about the future. Let's let's step outside the room. Yeah. Okay. We're still in the basement. Yeah. And there's the room, basement, and then there's just a room. Yeah. In the basement, it's not sectioned off it's no. just a big it's like a gigantic if you were to wrap a car for your significant other as like a christmas gift or something yeah lexus december to remember sales event yeah. where and and you for some reason had it in your basement it's yeah. just like having a gigantic box in your basement it's not a room it's just a box it, it's like a yeah it's it's really weird like it's a sep. it's just like you put a set <laughs> like that you walk onto in your yes. basement there's like basement and then there's room it's it, like public access uh tv set yeah kind of kind of that like i was expecting oh they're gonna walk down the stairs and be in randy's room yeah. a la wayne's world no they walk into the basement there's a little bit of basement and then a door into randy's room yes. now here's the thing those walls on that room i'm using air quotes yeah i can see uh were not very thick no at all no uh in michigan in the winter we even had a finished basement with a fireplace, and it got cold as shit. Yes. This is not a finished basement. No. And it does not have a fireplace. No. Uh, and those walls on the bedroom, and I don't even think it has a ceiling. No, I don't think so either. I think it just, go, I think it's like, it's just privacy <laughs> dividers. He's just literally no. sleeping on a TV set. <laughs> <laughs> he's, yeah, he's like, like sleeping on a, on a soap opera set or something. Yeah, yeah, that kid is going to die of some sort of cold related disease that's the scariest thing is the is the ghost of randy that will haunt the the basement after he dies no wonder he gets cancer cold cold cancer (laughs) that's a is that a thing yeah yeah was that funny did you find what i said funny yeah i i I thought it was very funny landon i give it four stars (laughs) yes out of five there's no and just yes (laughs) um okay back to the room what other features does this thing have? Uh, it has a reverse laundry chute, which sucks laundry up to where the laundry room is in the garage. Yes. We get a really weird bit where <laughs> Tim pulls out a large pair of plaid underwear that he claims to have stolen from Al. Yeah, which was not funny initially. No, but then he puts them in the chute yeah. and has Al push the button. I also want to point out Richard Karn actually very subtly checking his own pants to go, how did you get those off me? That's, which, that's good work. Either means that Al actually does wear plaid underwear. Yeah. And was confused about how Tim got them. Or he writes the segments. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That he is that he is the puppet master of this entire thing and he's the Part architect of, yes. of this of this idea that he is the put upon nerd and yes. Tim is the Tim is the cool Correct. one. Correct. Okay. Okay. 
you might be convincing me. You might slowly be bringing me over to your side with this. Because this was masterfully executed. Yeah. Also, mind you, we are right now, when he's demonstrating this, we are on, on tool time. Like, we, it is a tool time segment that yep. they are filming. Puts the, the underwear in the chute, pushes the button, the underwear gets sucked upwards, and then we just hard cut to Jill folding laundry upstairs, seemingly not being recorded for tool time, <laughs> when a pair of Al's underwear flies out of a tube and hits her in the face. God, it was kind of gross. Also... Show her just studying or something. Yeah, yeah. Why does she have to be doing the housework? Well, because why else would she be in the laundry room if she's not doing laundry? I don't know, but I mean, cut well, the bit or not have her cut a sandwich. I don't know. I like I used cut for both of those. That was that was good. It, it was so good that I hope you cut this segment into tiny pieces. <laughs> um, just like my life yeah. as a last resort. Wow, Jesus, cut my. It's a. It's a new metal thing. You wouldn't get it. I I wouldn't. In fact, you know me too well. <laughs> um, so then later, Jill comes downstairs to wish Randy good night. Yes, because uh, this and yes, I just wanted to wish you sweet dreams for your first <laughs> night in your new bedroom. And Randy says, "Okay, well, you did that five minutes ago." Yep. All of a sudden, the the show ha- this episode has a plot. Yeah, I know. It's, <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, well, now you decide you have you have something yep. you want to you know. Something other than one-off bits that take three and a half seconds. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she is she is sad and can't let him go. But he's like, listen, get the fuck out of my room. I need to get some sleep and do some homework. Mm-hmm. You crazy, smothering mother. Yes. Uh, and she's like, fine. I hear what you're saying. I'm going to go upstairs. Yeah. And she does. And well, she closes the door halfway, leaving the <laughs> leaving it nice and open for all those drafts from the unfinished basement. You mean all the heat that seeps up from the from upstairs back down? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's how heat works. <laughs> uh and goes upstairs randy gets into bed he turns off the uh turns off the light and mm-hmm. then promptly starts hearing weird sounds <laughs> he goes to bed at ten twenty eight p.m by the way like every cool dude <laughs> that's uh that's my bedtime that's that's a full 32 minutes before tim and jill start having sex <laughs> that's why they think it's safe yes <laughs> um but yeah, the noises uh, start to keep him awake, and he starts employing the uh, everything but counting sheep to try yeah. and fall asleep. Yeah, maybe counting sheep was copyrighted by some other network. <laughs> maybe. Uh, but he goes into 99 bottles of beer's beer on the wall. <laughs> and also, he sings it in this very weird Disney-friendly way, like, 99 bottles of beer on the wall, 99 bottles of beer. If one of those beers should happen to fall, 98 bottles of beer on the wall. What's, what's the non-Disney version? Take one down. Pass it around. Oh. But, that Im- but that implies people are drinking beer, and that's mm. apparently too risque for ABC. <laughs> Even though, like, two episodes ago, people were drinking beer. We never actually saw somebody take a sip, though. Okay, fair. Fair. Does does he fall asleep? No. In fact, we get a shadow transition. Mm-hmm. A creepy monster. I think his bookcase comes alive. Yeah. Or at least the spirit of it does. Or Frampton does. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> goes upstairs to the living room to sleep on the couch yes uh and in the morning he wakes up to the sound of brad coming downstairs and but before brad can come in he leaps off the couch he grabs his pillow he's looking for a place to hide it and he is beautiful physical comedy from from (laughs) jt teases yep he uh throws open the uh he throws open the the microwave stuffs the pillow inside Tries to slam the door shut. The pillow is too big. It's pushing it open. So then he like is leaning up against the door to hold it shut as Brad comes in. 
and uh, he just nonchalantly says, you know what? I've been thinking about it. Um, why don't you take the room? You're the older brother. Yeah. But at this point, he now we finally see the point of some of those those uh, hyper-fast scenes of him and Brad dicking on each other. Uh, because now he uh, he says like, well, well, what's 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 wrong with what's wrong with what Dad screw up? Did the did the ceiling cave in? And like, no, it built on a slant. Yeah, he's like, no, no, I'm just I just you know I'm just trying to be nice. And he's like, you've never done that before. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so Brad is Brad is being suspicious. Then Tim comes in, asks Randy how his first night was. He's like, yeah. oh, it was great, it was great. And then but then. Brad says, well, Randy wants me to sleep down there, so he must have screwed something up or something. <laughs> and then Tim is like, wait, wait Randy, why, why, do you, why don't you want your room? We put a lot of work into that room. You don't want to sleep down there? And so then Randy's trying to cover for it and just saying, oh, well, you know, mom's unhappy being far away from me. Brad's unhappy at me. I just want to heal the family, you know? <laughs> uh, and just proves that uh, JTT is a... I, I, f- first of all, I want to I go back and acknowledge the nickname that you've given that is greater than JTT. We are calling him Teasus from now on. JT Teasus. I mean, Teasus is fine, but I mean, we're going to get to shorten it. Why not just skip ahead? We're going to shorten it from JTT, JT Teasus to just Teasus. Teasus. So we're going to call him Teasus from now on. Okay, okay. Well, well, Teasus Taylor, (laughs) Thomas is um no he's great he's he's really great in this scene yes like the, he it's too bad they only give him half the episode to actually do stuff <laughs> uh it's true but uh why don't we give him a little bit of our time oh yeah by hopping on the toot toot <laughs> that had a little it's a uh, sassy little <laughs> trolley this trolley's going through the castro <laughs> district on its way to, to jtt junction <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, we are going to San Francisco in this uh, in this JTT junction. Well, that's so. probably why. All aboard, <laughs> Zatarans. Uh, for people just tuning in, JTT Junction is where we are reading excerpts from the Michael and John's unauthorized biography, totally JTT with an exclamation point. Totally unauthorized. <laughs> uh, we are... Making our way through chapter two. We are making our way through the uh, early stages of JTT's <laughs> life, and he has just made the decision to start getting into commercials. Yes, thanks for the recap. He has asked his mom to take this commercial class. She has agreed. Now, let's pick up where we left off last week. Let's see what happens. Although the course, meaning the commercial course, uh, itself didn't immediately propel students into national television commercials. Turn the page. <laughs> Jonathan and the others uh, enrolled did learn how to model clothes for catalogs. Weird. To pose for department store fashion shows. Hmm. And to project confidence and charisma. Well, he certainly learned that. Of the last two, Jonathan didn't have much to learn. Oh, man. I could Did I write this? <laughs> he was naturally confident, cute, and charismatic. You just inserted cute there. We did not say cute in the previous sentence, so you're putting context where context doesn't need to be. Uh, after 13 weeks, the school sponsored a graduation dinner where the students modeled clothes and demonstrated the poise they'd learned. Did you see how I just fixed my posture when I said poise? You thought about that. How many just, like, random single dudes living in trailers were maybe buying tickets to this dinner where children (laughs) are just modeling? I'm sorry, I'm thinking about this in all the wrong ways. of course, the family, uh, family and friends attended, but to the school's credit, so did a few... Talent scouts. Oh, God, thank you. Well, I mean, yeah, because it's not like a talent scout has ever been creepy. Uh, <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. Uh, if these scouts weren't exactly from Hollywood, and they weren't, 
Whoa. Wow. <laughs> this is an unauthorized biography. Somewhere as far away as San Francisco, a media center in its own right. Mm. No surprise, Jonathan was snapped up immediately and uh, or by a talent scout from San Francisco, from a San Francisco agency called Grim Talent. I think it's called Grim. It's G-R-I-M-M-E. Hmm. Grime talent? Grime. That does not sound much better. No, neither. Yeah, so a bunch of grimy people were watching these children mo- uh, modeling. I'm going to interject a personal story of mine okay. here. Uh, we do, we're only halfway through okay. JTT Junction, but... Um, now it's, now it's Landon Junction. My, now it's Landon's <laughs> Landing. My, uh, I was originally on track for a psychology degree, mm-hmm. much like Jill. Wow. And uh, halfway through a semester or two, or uh, I think my first year, I decided I'm going to change tracks and go into acting and started getting into theater. Uh, about one year into that, I'm like, I'm fucking amazing at this. You uh, probably were. <laughs> and very much like JTT, found a uh, an ad for a course um, in which the audition was to model up and down the catwalk. <laughs> I, I wish people could see your face. See, uh, gritted teeth anxiously emoji. <laughs> Unlike JTT's mom, Teases' job mom, uh, my mom did not vet the school. Oh, dear. Oh, lordy. <laughs> and, well, I didn't get taken advantage of by any means. And uh, you were also a little older than he was. I was eight, 18, maybe 19 at this point. Yeah. Um... But, I mean, they had acting classes. It was not just a modeling school. That was certainly, they offered those classes, but I took specifically the acting classes at this modeling agency. Um, it was a weird experience. <laughs> I would imagine. I think that any sort of modeling-oriented school would probably be a pretty strange place to spend one's time. Yes, uh, it was, and... Um, I wish I had a better story for that. Let's get back to JTT Junction, shall we? I always love to stop by Landon's Landing, but <laughs> adjacent to JTT Junction. Well, let's leave Landon's Landing to the Grunt Work Work uh, podcast. <laughs> yes, okay. The unauthorized, yeah. Uh, lasciviously Landon, the uh, the unauthorized biography of Landon Solano, written by Truman Caps. Are you writing my Lifetime movies? Uh, yes, okay. actually I am. A Christmas Landon. <laughs> it took some persuasion for Claudine... As viewers will remember, that is uh, JTT's mom, Jesus's mom. Yes, the Virgin Mary. (laughs) The Virgin Claudine. uh, (laughs) To allow Jonathan, who was barely seven years old at the time, to sign up. He had shown, or had she shown, hold on, I've lost my spot. I've got it. Had she known what would follow two-hour drives back and forth from Sacramento to San Francisco, just so Jonathan could try out uh, for modeling assignments, exclamation point in the middle of the sentence, she might have thought twice before agreeing. Wow. It's to her credit, though, that she did, and uh, and to Jonathan's that he learned the valuable lessons in dedication and commitment by her example. Hmm. we got a little bit left to go here. Uh, Besides Claudine, uh, God almighty, sorry, okay, reset, (sighs) For what it's worth, I failed all of my cold reading classes. Great, great. I can see now why things didn't pick up. You have lots of you have lots of charm and charisma and confidence, and you're cute. But it's just it's the cold reads that did it. Besides, Claudine could see how enthusiastic Jonathan was. Anyone could see how perfect he was. It didn't take a crystal ball to predict just how successful he'd eventually be. Under the guidance of Anne Grimm. Uh, the owner of the agency, 
Jonathan appeared in fashion shows and started to model clothing in kids' catalogs for San Francisco department stores. Uh, which means there are catalogs out there featuring JTT, a pre-home improvement. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, he also appeared in magazine and newspaper advertisements. Sometimes modeling would mean that he'd have to miss a day or two of the second grade, but he never blew off any of his schoolwork. Jonathan always knew to put schoolwork first. Not only did he make uh, make up assignments, he began a practice that he adheres to to this day. Again, the day that this book was written. Yes. I think people get that <laughs> okay. intricacy. Because uh, this is not written in 2019. Uh, just filling time while I find my spot. Doing more work than is required. That is the lesson that he adheres to to this day. Okay. Call him an extra credit kid. Oof. Uh, That's, that was my that was the dorkiest lamest uh, old west bandit the extra credit kid <laughs> teacher's pet holding up the holding up the stage coach if i well if i steal the horses too will you give me extra credit <laughs> oh my god just the uh, brown nose and all the school marms um we uh we're just gonna set up for next week which is one last paragraph more to his personal extra credit uh, Jonathan never bragged about his burgeoning modeling career. Um, while another kid might re-enter the classroom with an even bigger ego after coming out in a big fashion spread, Jonathan took pains to show and tell what he was doing, not to show off and tell. See what he did there? That's a good, that's a good turn of <laughs> phrase. That's some wordplay. He once brought in some clothes that he was modeling, along with some black and white proofs, and explained to the class about the process of creating an advertisement. Uh, something that I'm sure a seven-year-old knows the intricacies of. It seems a little bit like bragging to me. <laughs> Bringing others into his world without bragging about it has always made Jonathan happier than any individual achievement. That, that's a weird thing to make you happy, bringing others into your world without bragging. It's, that sounds like the definition of bragging. Th this is the thing about me, like, and this is why I'm a worse person than, than Teezus, is that I like to bring people into my world, but while bragging about it. <laughs> and you you wear that on the surface, and I respect you Yeah, I'm, just, I'm, I'm open about it. I'm like, hey, you know, I go up to people at a party, I'm like, hey, I want to bring you into my world, and this is going to be bragging, so if you're not cool with that, please leave. <laughs> At least you're very respectful about your bragging. Yeah, well, you know, I gotta get consent. <laughs> uh, okay, well, listen. His world, however, was getting busier by the nanosecond. Whoa. Just just like just like this episode of Home Improvement. Did you know that they had nanoseconds in the 90s? I, I was not aware that, that, uh, that, that things... Well, I mean, I knew that, that, that uh, things moved pretty fast back then. Life yeah. moved pretty fast, as Ferris Bueller taught us in the <laughs> 80s. You have to stop and look around. Yeah, and it. as this episode teaches us as well. The, the nanoseconds seem long compared to some of the scenes <laughs> in this episode. Well, listen, we're going to have to wait till next week. No, nay, next decade. Oh, boy. To learn about what was making Jonathan tease us busier by the nanosecond. Uh, probably dying for our sins. <laughs> Anyway, that's a cliffhanger for you. <laughs> uh, definitely is there, uh, uh, Trumi. Cliff. Oh, a cliffhanger. God. You don't have to. No, please, oh, please don't explain a cheers joke to me. I feel so bad that I didn't get that right away. <laughs> well, let's hop back on the trolley, uh, leaving JTT Junction until 2020. Toot toot. Bye. Take care of yourself, JTT Junction. <laughs> toot toot. <laughs> Congratulations on getting more in touch with yourself, trolley. We're all so proud. <laughs> We are back to uh, Home Improvement, where we are currently in progress in the kitchen of Randy trying to pawn off the room on Brad. Yes. Uh, 
Randy gets super defensive about everyone questioning why he doesn't, you know, why he wants to switch rooms, and he leaves just as Jill comes in. Jill is talking to Tim about, you know, what what's going on? He doesn't like the room? I don't know what this could possibly mean. Then she opens the microwave to, uh, to uh, make some food in it for yeah. breakfast and finds the pillow in there. And she says, oh my god, do you know what this means? And Tim goes, you're making pillows for breakfast again? <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Tim is making coffee for an army. Did you notice how many how much grounds he was putting in that thing? Well, yeah, how much grounds? And, and barely any water, it seems like. <laughs> like, I, not that I'm an extra on making coffee, but he doesn't fill the pot at all. No, and the amount of grounds he's putting in there couldn't... I mean, unless you want your coffee to be mostly grounds... It's just sludge. It can't... Exactly. You can't even fill that pot with how many grounds he's putting in it. He, he eats his coffee with a knife and fork. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> um, so, anyway, it, Randy uh, comes back down and... Uh, uh, Starts jumping down. Wait, Jill comes down and Randy jumps down her throat. Yes, this is, and then she finds the pillow. The pillow. The okay, yeah, okay, we're yes, there. Come on, get get with the, get with the program. I'm I'm with you. I was still in JTT Junction. I understand. We all are in our hearts. <laughs> uh, she, but she surmises from this that oh, obviously Randy is too scared oh, to yeah, sleep she, downstairs. She pulls out a big Sherlock. Yes, yeah. Uh, just uh, one more thing. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the you know Sherlock Holmes' famous line: "Just one more thing." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just one more thing, there, Watson. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, she realizes oh god he must be scared to sleep downstairs and tim says well he never he, di- he didn't say he didn't say that to me and and jill maintains that oh he's obviously too scared to yeah. sleep down there he doesn't want to be so far away from his mommy um and then she suggests sleeping with him yes and yeah and tim says oh yeah that's not going to give him more issues <laughs> then we get a clock and moon rotation transition yes which i think means time has passed oh yeah is it then because <laughs> the next thing we see is tim well, Tim comes downstairs at night. Yep, checks the couch, tiptoeing down. The couch is empty. Yes, uh, but there's a strange noise afoot. Is there? Can a noise be afoot? Uh, if if it's if it's stepping on something uh, <laughs> loud and crunchy, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so he he goes outside because the, what is the source of all strange noises that are afoot, if not Wilson? Uh, and. Thank you, thank you for composing yourself. <laughs> I was really trying to contain my laughter there. So he goes out back, and uh, Wilson has yeah. once again scaled the occasional phone pole that appears in the backyard. <laughs> yep. And now, it, do you think he's getting paid by the state to uh, to keep a telephone pole on his property? I, I only on the days that it's there. Do you think he just like puts it up when the inspector comes by and then takes it down the rest of the time? <laughs> Perhaps. Yeah. I, yeah. I hope so. I hope he gets some kind of little five dollar tax rebate for that. Or is it his? Do you think? I mean, because we don't haven't seen the entirety of Wilson's house. Maybe he has like a hidden fort on the top of his uh, roof or something, like a, a hidden room up there. Seems, seems like him. Can only access through this telephone pole. Yeah. Yeah. Or he just has his own phone company that only he can use awesome yes so wilson is up on the phone pole uh he's explaining he's on his annual owl prowl playing a recording of a male owl trying to attract a female because last year he studied the male owl and this year he wants to study the female yes and tim says i guess things are going so well with your girlfriend huh uh and so tim opens up to wilson well like he's saying like yeah i just don't understand why it was explaining that Randy doesn't want to sleep downstairs in yep. the new bedroom he built, and Wilson says, "Well, perhaps it's because he's uh, perhaps it's because he's scared of the noises down there. That's why he keeps coming up to sleep on the couch." Yeah. And Tim's like, "How did you guess that?" And Wilson says, "Well, I had a clue." And he points, and we can see in the living room Randy is settling in on the couch to sleep. It's true. Now, uh, listen, 
we we experienced what Randy was afraid of uh, with all the noises and stuff in the in the basement. I would be more willing to sleep on the couch just because I couldn't sleep with the noises. There was really nothing scary about the noises. I, I didn't get the vibe of him being scared. Yeah. Like he seems old enough and smart enough to know that those sounds are just the house. But <laughs> right. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, they start to talk about Randy's fear, and uh, as you said, Wilson's like, "Well, you know, when you were his age." Would you admit to anything that you were afraid of at 13? We got Randy's age, actually. So yeah. he is 13. He is in his teenage years now. Yeah. Uh, and Tim has a really funny line here. Yeah. He goes like, I wasn't afraid of anything. And if anyone tells you different, they're a big fat liar. <laughs> it's a it's a hilarious, hilarious moment. Yeah. And, and Wilson no. then quotes Churchill about uh, the the greatest thing to fear is the, this, the sum of all fears by uh, this. You know, the, by Tom Clancy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so just something about how, like, you know, a 13-year-old boy isn't going to admit that yeah. he's scared of something, and you have to be delicate about these things. And that there's no shame in admitting your fears. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and then they get an owl hoot, and they both jump out of their pants. Yep. Um, we cut to inside, where uh, Tim is re-entering and decides, ah, you know what, I better I better talk to Randy. Let's, I better do a little parenting. This, 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 yeah. Let's <laughs> do a little parenting. You gotta yes. nip it in the bud, Randy. <laughs> uh, that's an Andy Griffith show joke for you, folks. That's right. I can Those, branch out from Cheers. I, I could. It's like Don Knotts is sitting across from me. Um, Randy horse uh, feathers. I don't know what else he says. <laughs> <laughs> if you were wearing an ascot, you'd be on Three's company. Tim starts to talk about uh, being afraid of the attic and his. Uh, I didn't get quite get this. Was it Tim's grandfather or was it him using? your grandfather as speaking about his own father uh i think it's i think it's tim's grandfather but randy no, it, also states later that oh grandpa got you with that uh blood sucking bat story yeah I mean, so maybe it is yeah maybe it is just his no but he's your grandparents yeah it must be the i know it was probably the attic at his parents house okay. growing it was up, just yeah. stated very confusingly okay, of course but also tim's tim's dad died when he was young and randy seems wouldn't to have know. met yeah, him. so maybe it's like his great grandfather was just alive. For a it must be. Yeah, long lived tailors. Yeah, uh, but yeah, he was scared of the attic up there. Like there was supposedly a, a blood sucking bat that he was told that lived up there, yeah. and and uh, it was just a spooky place that he never wanted to go to. What, what I like about this moment is that Tim doesn't talk about you shouldn't be ashamed to say if you're afraid of something. He yeah. just jumps right into. Not showing shame in admitting a fear. He, yeah, he shows he doesn't tell. Basically. Yeah, exactly. He's not taking credit for the problem he's solving. He's just solving it as a parent. And yeah. I, I, I thought that was really great. And then yeah. it opens it up to a great dynamic between the two and uh, showing Randy as a performer. Yeah. Or che- teases as a performer. Yes. Uh, yeah, he's, you know, he, he explains about how, you know, how scary that was to him. And then Randy says, well, how'd you get over your fear? And Tim goes, I didn't have to. A tornado came and tore the whole top of the roof off, bats and all. <laughs> and Randy said, oh, so you, so you weren't scared of the attic anymore? And Tim says, nope. Terrified tornadoes, though. <laughs> <laughs> and then he does another really sweet thing that's kind of like these unique parenting things. It's like, oh, that's mm-hmm. a creative way to handle that solution. He's like, you know, I realized it kind of through haste uh, didn't go through the, the sound checklist for you of yeah. all the basement sounds. So yeah. why don't we go do that right now? And he starts to go through the, like, if you hear a shut conk, that's the furnace turning on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And here, that's the heating vents uh, rattling or something like yeah. that. 
and yeah, but it, it's it's really sweet. He treats it as like not oh, are you scared? But more just like oh yeah, I forgot to tell you these things. Everything's cool. It yeah, it, like n- not challenging why Randy is upstairs yeah, or anything like that. Absolutely, definitely not putting any shame on him for sleeping on the couch or like yeah. not acknowledge. I mean, he acknowledges it without blatantly saying anything and like oh, that's a. It was a deft hand. Yeah, which is a rare thing to see from it is, Tim. It is, it so is. That's why the, I'm spending so much time on it. Good job, Tim. Well-parented. <laughs> uh, and then uh, our stinger yep. is uh, Jill coming downstairs uh, to tuck Randy in in his yep. room. And then finding that Tim has curled up on the floor uh, with a blanket b- b- beside him yep. and uh, tucking him in as well. And we learn that Mark has uh, inherited his snoring from Tim. I mean, yes. we knew that already, but it's the exact sound that Randy described earlier. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and then she exits and closes the door, and the sound of the door closing scares the shit out of Tim. Uh, actually, there's the furnace turning on. Oh, the furnace? Oh, my, Because it be. much louder. I didn't recognize the sound. <laughs> Did you have a basement growing up? Uh, the first house that I lived in, yes, until I was six, and then after that, no, we just had a ranch, that, like, West Coast, there's no permafrost, so you don't need to dig basements. It's oh, not the Midwest. But you could, if you wanted to. I mean, you could, it's just, no, like, if you didn't, like, the, the contractors who build houses are like, oh, we don't have to do this? Fuck no. <laughs> but no, I wish I did have a basement. Yeah, but, I mean, sick. you could turn it into a nice, I mean, the place I stayed in Portland had a, a cellar underneath oh. it where you could like keep wine cool and stuff that's true that's true like yeah it's sort of a bonus if you get a house up there that does have one yeah. now now it is probably it's not a more common. attractive thing no it's it's not common it's not like every house has to have one it's yeah. it's just you know I, sometimes it does as a, yeah i mean it was like, a pretty common occurrence in michigan oh i'm, uh, I'm sure I'm trying to think if i knew of anybody that didn't have a basement and i don't think i i did yeah what? You got that permafrost. Everybody, even the ranch houses had uh, basements to them. My ranch house did not have a basement. Would you consider that a second story? Uh, no, I'd consider that a basement. <laughs> I think that's why they have a different terminology for it. <laughs> you and your semantics. Yeah. We go to the outtakes where... You're uh, being so anti-semantic right now. <laughs> um, Al is uh, just another... Uh, it's not even outtake. So I feel like they're trying something a little bit different this season. We're this not getting hits. flubs or anything, but yeah. we're getting almost deleted scenes. Oh, oh yeah, this was a, yeah. So, I, yeah, they're talking about putting in a vent opening, um, which I guess does prove that the room is heated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one would hope. <laughs> that answers our question from earlier. Uh, and Tim's like, hey, do you think they call it a trunk line? Because he's got the big uh, heating vent piping. He's like, do you think they call it a trunk line because of... Uh, uh elephants conga conga ing yeah and he's just going around with it over his head like doing dun 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 and it's like i'm glad that scene was deleted i wish they didn't show it to us now it was not funny <laughs> but we do get a uh i don't think so tim which is the first we've had in a long time it's like a phone call from an old friend <laughs> uh but i promptly hung that up because it's the end of the episode yep and did we not cover anything that your little heart really wanted to there's only uh no except one what about your big heart my big heart i know you're a klingon with multiple hearts you you know that i'm the grinch whose heart grew multiple sizes (laughs) uh well there's of course the Uh? yes no it's me asking the question yeah uh, oh yes there is the grunt count oh okay yes and it is you see that well the people at home can't understand what's happening yeah this is the the equivalent of uh i'm just moving my fingers up and down this is the slot machine (laughs) this is the the lottery balls going around in circles yeah until i hit on a number which is yes that's correct five the number is five the powerball is five all the numbers are five 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 a fake area code tv in a row we got five yep it's it's tim 
Tim talking about how great this drill that he's using in the basement is. I don't know why when you do the five grunt, and I know that you weren't like super committed to it, but yeah. when you do it that way, it, I don't know why I picture you like are trying to swallow Pepto Bismol. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Like, I Pepto Bismol goes down mighty smooth for me. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Five. Wow. Okay. Well, that's a surprise. I don't know what to expect from one episode to the next. Th- th- this is this is keeping us guessing in terms <sighs> of episode uh, episode quality and in terms <laughs> of uh, number of grunts in an episode. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, to keep the quality of this show up and going, we uh, rely on the support of our official grunt heads. Great segue. Yes, we do. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and those grunt heads are Mason, TJ, Spencer, Michael, Cheyenne, mm. Farah, and Manbach. Yes. And I always use Manbach as the last uh, because it's uh, good. Yes. <laughs> no and. Um, <laughs> if you want to be like those grunt heads uh, and make this show possible... Uh, consider becoming a patron over at our Patreon. Yes, for as little as $1 per month, you'll get access to our exclusive bonus content, like our weekly Grunt Work Nights episodes. And if you decide this is a subscribe to that, Yep, yep, just just keep burning if up that you, clock. If you, if you put that in reverse, it actually says if you decide to subscribe at one of our higher tiers, you can also get access to our video feed of Grunt Work Nights, periodic gifts, and uh, gifts. I'm not going to send you gifts, animated gifts, although yeah. I will do that as well. Uh, and possibly a special video message from us. You can get all that over at Gruntwork. Nope. You get that at patreon.com slash gruntworkpod. Yes. Uh, also, this is the last episode of the season, and the last time I'm going to say this to you motherfuckers, we are running a contest. You're running a contest, guys. A review contest. If you uh, submit a review of us on Apple Podcasts, yeah. Um, which really helps people find our show. I can't emphasize that enough. Uh, you'll be entered for a chance to win one of these awesome left sock design prints of Wilson. Uh, a great pop art piece. I love it. I love uh, it too. I'm going to be, I know you do because you got it for me. And then mm-hmm. I was so inspired that I'm like, I got to give this out to the world. You want to people share it? have to see this. Yeah. The spirit of giving. You're like, tease us. <laughs> um, so uh, enter for a chance to win by leaving us a review. That's the only way that I'm going to know uh, that you did it. A rating i can't see so over at apple Podcasts, we really appreciate it uh also on social media stop by and say hi on twitter or instagram at grunt work pod on our website which a, is a thing that you can go to which is www.gruntworkpodcast.com is that the one you mean that's the one i meant that's the yes. one you meant yes <laughs> um you can you can go and uh visit that and while you're there, why don't you sign up for our weekly newsletter which is a great way to be notified of new episodes or get the grunt count hint or exclusive trivia for each week's episode. Yeah. Uh, and that will tide you over until not next week. Not next year. Well, kind of next year. But mostly next decade. You are milking that dad joke like it is a Holstein cow, sir. <laughs> Listen, we're going to do a night's episode about dad jokes one day. Oh, boy. And it's going to be great. But until next decade when we cover an episode of Home Improvement, I've been Landon Solano. I've been Truman Caps. And remember, there's nothing to fear except fear itself, and the man-shaped chair in your bedroom that watches you while you sleep. And bears. Bears.